Hey everybody, welcome to this podcast. It's Mark Ryan here from Birmingham City Church. I wanted to spend just a few moments asking about where God is during this COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak crisis. I wanted to speak into a little bit about how we can think it through by faith for people of faith, but also maybe for people of no faith to check out what, how we can really feel where God is or how would God allow something like this. You know, it's really understandable that some people are asking, why didn't God stop this outbreak? As we look around at the disruption and the suffering, our mind naturally asks, well, where is God in this? It's really important for us of faith and as Christians that we don't rush to the defensive and ignore the genuine pain and suffering that our world is in right now. We cannot claim to have a complete answer and of course our first thoughts are with those who are sick and isolated at this time. As people of faith, it's our first response to serve and to pray for all who are affected. But as we begin to find some perspective on what is going on, perhaps a starting point in our thinking is to realise that all of us, no matter who we are, have an idealised view of what life should be like. We actually have a kind of tolerance level as to what we would count as inconvenient or going up the scale as disruptive to our best type of life. Now, this scale ranges from the inconvenience of perhaps missing a train, then moving up the scale to the life-altering decision of missing a career opportunity. And then, of course, we move in our tolerance level to the worst of all, the loss of a missed loved one. As a matter of course, normal life has interruptions to what normal life is. Our tolerance levels may vary according to our experience and our ideal life is not really guaranteed. All around us, all the time, someone's life is being interrupted or disrupted. In this world, none of us are immune from trouble. And then, of course... We are quite rightly concerned for the already existing and ongoing trouble spots in the world where others have been regularly ravaged by suffering and conflict. These situations surely touch our compassion, but they don't really directly affect most of us. And without wishing to be unkind to us, It's quite strange how we begin to ask the where is God question much more closely when it's our lives that are disrupted, when it's our tolerance levels that are broken. And although the where is God question is very important, perhaps to get to a satisfactory answer, we need to begin to ask a sub-question that says, well, how much is God 
involved in our world? Do you expect him to control every detail or is it more the case that he's working things out eventually for our good? Don't get me wrong, God is interested, he's involved, but is he involved to the micro level that some people perhaps demand? God didn't stop the tragedy in Aleppo or in South Sudan or the bombings in Bali or Manchester. And really, we could legitimately ask, why not? But the why doesn't God do something or the why didn't God act questions actually force us to think deeper and ask another deeper question think this through with me why don't we ask when does god stop at stopping things or if i could say it or ask it in another way where does god draw the line in stopping something bad that is about to happen or does he always allow it to just play out for example Should God stop the quiet death of someone's grandmother and let this go because it's less tragic than an atrocity? If you talk to the grandchild, you might get a different answer to the victim of the atrocity as to whether God should have stopped that or not. Think of it this way. If God orchestrated the world where he managed everything and made everything perfect, there still would be consequences for us to deal with. For a start, limitations would have to be placed on us. If God were to run around and continually sort out mistakes and tragedies, where would he draw the line? When an egg was about to roll off the kitchen counter, would God catch it for us so that it wouldn't break? Because after all, we're baking a cake that we were planning to bake as an act of kindness for someone, and now we can't do it, and that act of kindness is lost. Could we handle that kind of micro-involvement from God? However would we become stronger if we never had to deal with anything, no disappointment, nothing. If God exercised this type of control, now where would our personal freedom to choose and to act even end or even begin? In order for us not to negatively impact upon someone else, or to stop us spoiling things for others, would God have to impose such strict rules so that we would never upset the fine balance of this perfectly controlled world? Now, some might simply say, Oh, Mark, you're going too detailed. Why can't God just stop the big things, the things that impact us all, and leave some of the smaller stuff for us to handle. And we would be fine with that, until we all began to disagree about what's big and how small is small, 
You see, if God created the situation where he stopped every single tragedy, and really I say again, how would we really know what constitutes a level of tragedy that God would have to stop? Who, who really decides that? Anyway, then a definite consequence of God stopping every tragedy would be that we would certainly lose our freedom. Freedom to grow. Freedom to express ourselves. Freedom to explore all the dimensions of a full life. We would leave our freedom to deepen our character through testing and resilience. God would have to clamp right down on our risk-taking because there are times when risks go wrong and hurt others. But surely God could see that and see what might happen and work it out so that my risks wouldn't hurt anyone. But here's the reality. If we expect God to exercise this amount of control, we are no more than a puppet or a programmed robot. We will become something that is not human and really our freedom is lost. You see, the hard fact is you can have strong control by God or you can have freedom with its flaws, but you cannot have both. The reality is, is that we actually have something in between. God loves us enough to allow us as much freedom as we can handle so that we can experience this full life, which will include our triumphs and at times our tragedies. But at the same time, God exercises enough control not to leave us completely destroyed by our, by our misuse and abuse of our freedom from our flawed nature that often acts selfishly and independently. Now even this virus, which seems so unfair and seems like a natural phenomenon, had its roots in some of our strange human behaviour not to control reasonable hygiene in an animal market. Now, please, this is not to point the finger at any one place or a people, because we could actually highlight many areas over all the world, and even in our country, where compromise is due to our human tendency to cut corners towards our own selfishness. Certainly, Stopping the spread of COVID-19 is to a large degree right now down to the sensible use of our freedom to act responsibly with our social distancing, etc. And God gave us freedom. It's a gift. It's a gift that we all cherish. It's a gift that needs responsibility. And if we say, God, just stop this, we have to say, God change the freedom that we enjoy. You see, rather than control, God wants relationship. A relationship where we grow and become like him. And in this relationship, we also express our desires of self-determination, where our desires and choices are honoured, released and fulfilled. It's a fine balancing act. In normal times, 
where we're going about our business as usual, we would never consider even the thought of trading this freedom. We like the fact that God gives us room to express ourselves and make choices. And at the same time, he works out everything ultimately for our good and for his purposes. This kind of God working alongside us, eventually, as we give ourselves to that, it changes us. As we respond correctly to God, we all change for the better. Within this crisis, what is becoming true for us as individuals, it's actually becoming true for all of us in society, that we're all discovering how to become less selfish and act as a community. People of faith or or no faith are learning that everything that we thought we needed is not quite as vital as it's stripped away. It's really painful that we've had to learn these lessons in such circumstances. And God certainly cares deeply and keenly for the pain suffered by anyone through this season. You know, God also knows how to suffer. And he knows what it's like to be treated unfairly. He knows exactly what it's like to be in a situation that should not be happening. Jesus was so kind and joyful and so attractive as a person. He never said a bad word or had an ungracious thought towards anyone. His only motivation and proven action in life was to help and to transform people. He was wise and inspiring and miraculous. You know, simply put, he was described as going about doing good. That's all. He never once did anything wrong. He lived like no one else. And yet, he was tortured, beaten, spat upon, forsaken by his friends, scorned by others, nailed to a cross and stabbed with a spear, bled to death in agony and died. Yeah, God knows pain. He knows your pain. You see, our world is a fine balance of freedom suffering and progress it's set up that way that's the way it works and in normal times you wouldn't have it any other way god gets how things work and he even allowed himself to be subject to the limitations of how things work for a season god in jesus lived as we now live god gets it he was it He was human, and so you can learn from him and how to be fully human. You can learn from him how to endure and receive strength in order to grow and to thrive. So when we ask, why did God allow this virus? Because God doesn't stop all the consequences of all of our actions, of when we've upset the balance of nature or not obeyed proper rules it's a mystery how much god does stop and we will never really know how much worse this could have been if god would not have intervened in countless ways to many people all over the world both through divine intervention or 
the many countless stories of how God is using people to help others. There are so many stories of how people have felt God's intervention and help during this time. He's allowed this virus and through our struggle with it, God is going to be teaching us more to be like him, shaping us to be all we need to be. God didn't stop this virus because the Bible tells us that creation's broken and frustrated and and people even see how the world is groaning and straining. And until God brings everything to conclusion in, in the future, nature is going to not be at peace with itself. And even secular scientists can see that. But there is a better day coming. An eternal better day. Because God is passionately committed to your freedom. And if he starts controlling everything, even these natural things, we give up so many things that make us human. He won't control everything about you. He protects you enough in whatever happens to you so that you can make good choices. You see, we cherish the freedom we have been granted and God deeply respects that we cherish it. Where is God in this current COVID-19 crisis? He's suffering along with you, ready to release to you the strength that you never thought was possible and to bring comfort that you thought would not come. And yet it does. It does come. You see, God is standing with his arms wide open with an invitation for you to walk into his embrace. The most famous line in the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Is it time that you perhaps take a first look at the freedom giving God the way that he wants you to live and have a fulfilled life is it time for you to perhaps to reconsider a return to the God you once knew and when we return back to some sort of normal life I hope that we'll all cherish the freedom that we have and the choices that we make perhaps are a little bit wiser and maybe a little bit less self-centered so that we can become who we were really meant to become. If you've received pain or loss or are in suffering through this time, know that there are thousands of Christians and many, many churches all over this country praying for you and are ready to reach out with hands of love and Maybe you could find one of those churches and we certainly at Birmingham City Church would want to help and to bless and to bring some comfort and healing if we can. Choose to connect. Choose to receive healing. May the Lord bless you. God bless you wherever you are and wherever this podcast finds you.